Welcome back to yet another TD's to HR's podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. We're going to talk some more football. Like, honestly, football, 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 football. I know I sound like a broken record every single podcast, but football just gives me the most to talk about. Like, honestly, we're just getting into MLB season. I've released a couple of MLB podcasts, videos on YouTube, which if you haven't checked those out yet, definitely go check us out at Touchdowns to Home Runs on YouTube. That's where this whole podcast is based out of. But the NFL draft is right around the corner, and just the news and the trade rumors and everything surrounding the NFL right now is so much more entertaining than the NBA and the NHL right now. Other than, of course, the most entertaining thing in the NBA right now is being NBA Top Shot, a virtual card trading thing, which I'm trying to get into tomorrow. There's a pack that's being released tomorrow. I'm filming this right now on Thursday, February the 25th at 9.48 p.m. A pack comes out sometime tomorrow. They haven't released the official time yet, but I'm going to try to jump on that, and I'm going to try to make a video for that, so that will be very entertaining. If you're listening to this, definitely check the channel to see if I got one of those packs. It's a lottery system. The There's 11,000 packs. Each pack costs like $100 each, and there are probably like going to be 36,000 people trying to get this pack tomorrow, so... It's a long shot, but I'm really hoping I can jump on that because it's a very, very interesting thing that what's going on there. The value of some of these things for basically a gift, but it makes sense. You got to look into the blockchain and the like serial code and all that kind of stuff into it. It's all based off of rarity. Yes, you can look it up on YouTube, but it's all based off of rarity. But getting back to football, the two topics that we're going to cover today, one is going to be a bit of a shorter podcast. The first topic that I want to talk about is Russell Wilson and his trade rumors, what's going on there? Because it's been obvious he's unhappy in Seattle. We've heard tons of rumors about that. But then today, we have heard that he has approved some teams to be traded to, which we'll get into later, which is with everything going on with Deshaun Watson and the Texans, just adding another really high caliber quarterback onto the trade rumors is just insane. It's it's crazy what's going on in the NFL right now. And on top of that, we're going to start the new series of... I made one video on this last year before. I really, really started to get into do YouTube like really full on all time or full time is what I meant to say. But underrated draft prospects for the NFL this season. There's some guys I have in mind. Of course, most likely you're going to see a lot of SEC guys on there because I cover the SEC the most. That's where you're going to see most of these players from. I got a guy from the SEC today who I think he's been one of my favorite players. I'm going to come out straight. Like He's been one of my favorite players for a while. He's not a South Carolina Gamecock. If you know me, I'm a big South Carolina Gamecocks fan. He's not a South Carolina Gamecock, but we played him this year. I wouldn't see, I say he had an amazing game against us, but what he's been able to do against some really high-caliber teams and with the quarterback he's had and with the other receivers that he's had on his team and the other weapons around him, this kid's going to be a steal in the draft. So I can't wait to get into that, so let's get into that now. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson trade rumors coming out now. It sounds like like we knew all knew that he was unhappy with Seattle. We knew that he was unhappy with Seattle. We knew that he was looking at getting out, but we didn't necessarily think that it gets to the point where he's actually telling the Seahawks, I'd like to be traded here, 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 here. The four teams that we have, Cowboys, Raiders, 
Saints, and of course, my Chicago Bears, which is going to kind of be the main topic of this podcast clip. Russell Wilson and the whole Chicago Bears quarterback situation, because if you know me, like if you know Bears football at all, the quarterback situation the last couple years has been anything but stellar, anything but perfect, anything but certain, anything but to give you confidence in the quarterback position for the next coming years. With Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, obviously we pass up on Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to talk about that because it's hard enough hearing every single broadcast I have to listen to of the Chicago Bears, whether we're playing a Sunday night game versus the Green Bay Packers or we're playing a 1 o'clock game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We are getting ripped for not picking Deshaun Watson or not picking Patrick Mahomes in the draft, and I'm sick of it. I just want to make up for it. But you know who Russell Wilson put on his trade rumors? I've already said this. The Chicago Bears. What are the odds that the Chicago Bears land Russell Wilson? And what will it take to land Russell Wilson in Chicago? Because looking back at the Khalil Mack trade, and we gave up two first-round picks for him. Would I say that was worth it now? Back in 2018, I would have said 100%. Like, Khalil Mack led this team to a the playoffs basically as soon as he stepped on the field it seemed like the whole team around him had changed ever since then we haven't seen the same Khalil Mack that we did in 2018 and the Raiders go out and grab Josh Jacobs as their main draft pick out of the two draft picks we gave them who is now one of the best running backs in the league who I'm not saying that we would have gone out and taken Josh Jacobs I don't think that we would have it probably wouldn't have ended up that way but I think we would have built onto our offensive line with those picks for sure we would have got a receiver, a first-round receiver for sure with one of those picks. There's just a lot of different things that we could have done with those two picks. And everyone says, like, draft picks are so risky. We got Khalil Mack, who is a guaranteed guy, a guy who's going to constantly perform. But then again, yeah, we have Ryan Pace as our GM. I don't want to get too much into that because what I was going to mention is, well, that's why I have GMs and everything. Your guys are supposed to scout these guys and find the guys that are supposed to be the gems and supposed to be the guys that are big hits in the NFL. Because if you hit on some of these guys, you're going to have a very successful program or a very successful franchise in the NFL. Why I bring this up is because for Russell Wilson to come to Chicago, yes, I'd love to have Russell Wilson. Wilson is one of the top quarterbacks in all of the NFL. Easy. He's probably top three. You go Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, I want to throw Tom Brady in there because honestly, I'm not saying that he's the greatest now, but saying that Tom Brady isn't a top quarterback in the league, winning seven Super Bowls and just winning a Super Bowl is a bit absurd, but I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. I'll go with Aaron Rodgers, even though I hate to say it, and then I'll go Russell Wilson as my top three quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So he would help a ton. I think that we have the pieces on offense. If we could get A-Rob to come back, I think David Montgomery was just starting to show sign, signs of be, doing great things in Chicago. We got Tariq Cohen coming back next year. The O-line needs improvement. That's what the draft is for. We're going to get some big bodies in there, hopefully to protect Wilson if we do trade for him. The defense is there. We need some secondary. We need another safety. The cornerbacks look good with Kyle Fuller and Jalen Johnson. Now, linebacker, we may need to add someone else on to kind of Danny Trevathan's getting old. We have Roquan Smith, who's one of the best linebackers in all the league. But Danny Trevathan's getting old. We might need another linebacker. But all in all, I think we have a good D-line. I think our secondary is fine. I think our linebackers are fine. If we add Russell Wilson and then build an offensive line around him, 
I think that the Bears, you start to see people talking about them legit and not just being the seventh team in the playoffs and going to lose to the Saints after Javon Wims drops a ball that hits him right in the face mask or whatever. I don't even want to remember that play. What's it going to take to get Russell Wilson? I think there's a very obvious hint on what it's going to take to get Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks, and that is his jersey number. That is how many first-rounders the Seattle Seahawks will want for Russell Wilson at least. It's going to be at least three. If we could get two first-rounders for him and then you throw in a couple players, I think that would be good. As long as it's not, as long as we're not giving up like Khalil Mack or Khalil Mack. I think it's only Khalil Mack. Like any other players, maybe. Is there anyone else on defense that I'd be, if we give away two first-rounders and then one other player that's not Khalil Mack, I think the Bears are going to be happy with that. Three first-rounders. What I'm looking at right now, what CBS has and posted today, published today, for what it's going to take for the Bears to get Russell Wilson, which I'm looking at this, and I'm like, absolute no, we are not doing this, not even a question. Do not sell our future for Russell Wilson when we do not have an O-line to protect him. We need a better receiving core. We need A-Rob to come back, so we got to get that settled. Do not make this trade if we do not have the protection for Russell Wilson at all. What they say is we get Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth-round pick, and then we give up Nick Foles. I don't really care about that. We're getting our quarterback. We give up Jimmy Graham. Yes, he was a vital piece of our offense last year, but he's getting old. He's not going to be a part of the Bears' future. Like, we know that. He's not a young guy who has lots of potential to grow in the future. He's one of the best tight ends. But he's old. He's old. He's not going to be a vital piece to this offense for a withstanding amount of time. And then last, Akeem Hicks, one of our best defensive linemen and a guy who's one of the best D tackles in all the NFL, in my opinion. And then on top of those three players, you give up three first-round picks. You give up your 2021, your 2022, and your 2023. The Bears would not be picking in the first round till 2024. That is the stretch. What was the last year? 2018 was the last first-round pick that the Bears picked, and they took Roquan Smith. You're telling me that we're about to go on a five-year drought of first-round picks to get Khalil Mack and Russell Wilson and also give up Akeem Hicks, and then you give up Nick Foles and Jimmy Graham, too. Our future is gone. We don't have... Yes, people say, well, there's free agency for these things. People cost money. There's a salary cap. There's like there's so many different things. Draft, all you do, you have your pick, you have your set position, you write down whatever guy's name that you want is available, you submit the card, he's on your team, everyone's happy. Free agency and everything, it costs so much more money. The guy gets to pick where he wants to go and everything. I just think three first-rounders, like you were talking about, three premier college football players who potentially could be stars in the NFL. For Russell Wilson, we, we do not have the O-line to protect him. I think that that's insane. I would not take that pick. I would not take that pick. You take away one of those first-rounders, I think we start talking. That's what I'm starting to be like, okay, that's reasonable. Yes, we give away two first-round picks. It sucks. We give away Akeem Hicks. It sucks. But we're getting a quarterback. We're getting a proven veteran who's won a Super Bowl, who knows what he's doing in the Chicago Bears program, and will hopefully bring Chicago to the promised lands. But three first-rounders on top of three players, and all we get is 
a fourth round pick on top of Russell Wilson, that just makes me, it makes me worried. It makes me really, really, really worried for, because you look at all the past two first round pick trades. I don't even think there's ever been a three first round pick trade in the history of the NFL. You look at all of them. None of them have really worked. None of them have really gone out good for the team that's trading for the player. It's a really risky decision. Would I love to have Russell Wilson here? Yes. Would I like to have Deshaun Watson here? Even though I'm a big South Carolina Gamecocks fan and I do not like Deshaun Watson. Yes, because he knows what he do. he's doing. He's a good NFL player and all that. If you want to take a quarterback, I've been preaching this for a long time. Mac Jones. If Mac Jones falls near you in the draft, I'm not saying move up. But if you have the chance to draft Mac Jones at what, number 20? If the football team pass up on him, if all the other teams pass up on him, I think you could have a massive hit, a massive hit with Mac Jones if you take him in the draft. He's a really accurate deep ball passer. Yes, he's not the most mobile guy, but you don't need to be all that mobile in the NFL. Yes, in college, you can run around a ton and everything. You have time. You have the ability to make plays with your feet and everything. But the passing game becomes so much more needed and it needs to be perfected in the NFL. And yes, Mac Jones doesn't have the strongest of arms. He's accurate. He's played in one of the best offenses or maybe the best offense of all time in college football. And people just keep sleeping on this kid just because he played at Alabama because he's only had one season because they just think he's a system quarterback just because he had Devontae Smith, he had Jalen Waddell, he had John Mechie, he had Najee Harris, he had all those guys on his offense. And all Mac Jones will cost is one draft pick, and that's the draft pick that you're going to use to take him. Then you can go out the next couple years, take your O-lineman or whatever. You could even grab some good O-lineman in the second and third round of this draft. Like There's some big, big dudes that we could take in the second and third round of this draft. I think Wyatt Davis, an offensive guard for Ohio State, his stock's kind of fallen behind. I've seen him in my initial mock draft. I think I took him 31, but I've seen some other people taking him in like late third round, late third round. He's a guy that definitely, if the Bears have him available second round, I take him. Big-bodied offensive lineman, plays physical, played for a really, really good Offense in Ohio State who had a really good rushing game in Trey Sermon, Master Teague, I'd take that. So that's what kind of my opinion on the whole Russell Wilson thing. There are certain situations where I take Wilson because obviously he's top three quarterback in the NFL. But to give up so much, to give up three picks, especially Russell Wilson wasn't anything special towards the end of the season, especially in that playoff game. Now you could say that Seattle's offense just wasn't that good. He has DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. He could have had a running back. The offensive line wasn't the greatest, but he still had some weapons around him to beat the Rams in the playoffs and go on further than that. So that's my opinion on the whole Russell Wilson opinion and like trade rumors. If it's going to be reasonable, take him. If it's not, take your own line in this draft. Take Mac Jones if he falls to you. Even like take a Kadarius Tony, take a wide receiver if Allen Robinson leaves. Just do not reach, do not give up the future of this franchise. For Russell Wilson. Moving on to the second topic of this video. Can't wait for this one because underrated draft prospects. There's tons of guys. We find the gems every single season where there's the guy that always 
stands out where you're like, how on earth did this guy fall back this far in the draft or whatever? How did this guy, how is this guy a third rounder, fourth rounder, fifth rounder, sixth rounder, seventh rounder, undrafted, although undrafted is usually unlikely, but you look at a guy, I'm pretty sure Darius Leonard was an undrafted free agent, and you look at him, he's one of the best linebackers in all the NFL. I got on, yes, I just talked about in this podcast, the Chicago Bears, and I got my Chicago Bears navy and orange on, also with the hat here, but it kind of fits into the theme with this guy, because this team is navy and orange as well. This is one of my more favorite SEC teams, even though I'm a big Gamecocks fan. I wouldn't say I hate this team, even though this season I'm really excited for this game because we kind of have a built-in rivalry now just with the circumstances of what's happened with coaching changes and everything. Of course, I'm talking about the Auburn Tigers. And the guy that I think is the most underrated, one of the most underrated draft prospects in this draft this year, Seth Williams, number 18, for the Auburn Tigers. This is a really, really stacked wide receiver draft. We thought last year's was, you have Jerry Judy, you have Ruggs, you have CeeDee Lamb, you have tons of great guys there. Nothing against them, but Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, you go Terrace Marshall, you go Rashad Baton, Rondell Moore, Kadarius Toney. Who else can I go? Uh, oh, I had someone on the tip of my tongue. I'm forgetting. There's so many guys in this draft is basically what I'm trying to say here. Even, like, you look at tight ends. Kyle Pitts is still up there. Pat Fryermuth from Penn State. you got some good ball catchers in this draft. But Seth Williams is a guy that I do not see on many draft boards in the top three rounds. And he could be an absolute hit. He could be an absolute hit in the league. Why is he not getting the attention he deserves and everything? Well, his stats, they don't show the greatest. Like, you look at his stats the last couple seasons. 2018, his freshman season, 26 receptions, 534 yards for five touchdowns. Last season in 2019, he had 59 receptions, 830 yards for eight touchdowns. And then in 2020, he had 47 receptions, 760 yards for four touchdowns. I think you have to look at a couple things here on why Seth Williams wasn't or his stats aren't that good. First of all, as quarterback, I don't want to blame it all on the quarterback because Bo Nix could be good at some points over Seth Williams' career at Auburn. But there's other times where it just wasn't good at all and he struggled. Seth Williams and Bo Nix, you saw him on the sidelines sometimes, just frustrated with each other. They just couldn't get on the same page. So... I do feel, in a sense, for Seth Williams in that sense, and that's why his stats don't really show the greatest. But Seth Williams is a physical, physical receiver. I hate to say it because I've been talking about Chicago Bears for the most of this podcast, but I'm going to compare him to probably my favorite player on the Chicago Bears. No, my favorite player on the Chicago Bears. I know 100%. I can't say that it will be a Chicago Bear next season because he still hasn't signed yet. But free agent Allen Robinson plays in the same play style as Seth Williams. Seth Williams is a guy who's he's not the fastest player on the field. No, that's what Anthony Schwartz is for. That's what Auburn used him for. Seth Williams is a guy who's going to jump up and make the big plays for you. He's going to convert those third downs. You could just toss up the ball to him. He can, you could toss up any 50-50 ball, and he's going to come down with it most times. You look at a play this season, J.C. Horde had an amazing game against Seth Williams in, what was it, week four? of college football in the SEC, SEC football. But there was one play where Seth Williams just mossed, mossed J.C. Horn down the middle of the field. And I look at plays like that. I look at some of the ones against Kentucky, the first game of the season. He had a couple touchdowns in that game. 
He has some vert. He, he's got some bunny hops. Like, this kid can jump, and he can go up and get a ball. I remember watching him some amazing plays in that Kentucky game. Another game that I remember watching Seth Williams going up against maybe, arguably, the best quarterback in all of college football. He did have a bit of a down year this season. I'm not talking about Patrick Sertan, obviously. You look at the draft guys, you're going to think, oh, J.C. Horn, you're going to think of Patrick Sertan, you're going to think of Caleb Farley. Derek Stingley Jr., who won freshman of the year. I think Seth Williams had an amazing game with the LSU cornerback paired up against him. Like, Seth was able to deke him out sometimes like he was wide open for a good portion of that game if I pull up his game log from that game he had a really really good game against LSU he had four receptions 71 yards against the top cornerback in all of college football and he made some big plays that was one of his better games his best game this season was against Ole Miss eight receptions 150 yards for one touchdown in that one but you look at that and you're just like Ole Miss secondary isn't that good he also had lots of talent on that team I said it again, Anthony Schwartz, he's a guy who's going to, he's the fastest player in college football probably. What is, Seth Williams is a 6'3 guy, he's tall, tall for a wide receiver, It's this isn't the NBA where you're going to see like 6'7 guys, 6'8, 6'9, like guys going up at wide receiver, he's a pretty big guy, 211 pounds, that's a pretty good size for wide receiver, you look at like what Devontae Smith is, Devontae's like 175, I think Jamar's just at that like 210 or like between 200 to 10 point for how much he weighs. So he, he's he got some size to him. This is a guy who will play physical. He'll go up and get the balls. He'll go up and make plays. And I really think that this is a must-watch guy for a lot of teams, basically any team who's looking for a wide receiver. You look at the later rounds, I think my Bears should definitely have this guy somewhere circled on their board. Love to bring him to Chicago. I think the New England Patriots should because – Wide receiver has been a struggle for them for a long time. They picked Nikhil Harry a couple years ago, first round of the draft. He struggled. He's had his struggles. Julian Edelman was injured last season. There was points last season where the Patriots didn't even play with a drafted receiver. Like, all their guys were undrafted free agents that they were playing with that season. So I think Seth Williams and the Patriots definitely should be something circled. Look at some other teams. Who needs receivers? I was about to say Cincinnati, but I think they're going to be fine. Cincinnati will be fine. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore is definitely a team that needs some wide receivers. Uh, look at some other teams. There's a ton. There's Every team could use a wide receiver, especially if you're going to steal a guy like this late rounds. So I think Seth Williams is a guy. Where is he from? Cottondale, Alabama. Went to Auburn. Had a pretty good career. I remember his first game ever was that one against uh, Oregon where Bo Nix just lobs the ball up to him towards the end zone. There's like 17 seconds left in the game. Seth Williams just goes up. He kind of has to come back for the ball, catches it, goes into the end zone. Auburn upsets Oregon in the first game, and I'm pretty sure that game was in Atlanta. So the kid knows how to play in some pretty big moments. He's beat Alabama before he's played in that game. I like this kid. What else can I say? Why else would I say he's underrated and a good player? And one of my favorite players, if he's not a good player, if he's not a guy that I have lots of faith in. So Seth Williams is definitely a guy that I'm going to have circled on my draft board and definitely going to watch out for on that draft weekend. I can't remember where it is. It's somewhere in late April. It's like the 25th or something like that. He's a guy that I'm going to be circled all weekend, see where he goes, and love to see how he develops in the NFL. Because you have 
some pretty big steals. I look at my Bears. Again, I'm comparing the Bears a lot because it's the team that I know the most about. Darnell Mooney was a guy that was a late round pick for the Bears. I think he went like fourth or fifth round. He was an amazing wide receiver this year. You look at Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. He went like third round to the Steelers. He, other than Justin Jefferson, he might have been the best rookie wide receiver, wide receiver this season. So it's happened before. I don't see why this guy cannot be one of the top wide receivers in this draft class that is absolutely stacked at the wide receiver position. So thank you so much for tuning in to this video, guys. I really appreciate it. Or this podcast, should I say. Really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Let me know on YouTube. Drop a rating, drop a review on whatever you're listening on. I'd love to hear from you guys and what you think about this podcast so far because I'd love to hear suggestions. I'm just trying to put out as much content as possible, and I really appreciate all of you who do tune into this. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, and definitely come back next time.